morning. Check, Andy. Hello. Test one. This is the end. Andy, how many how many other podcasts are you on? You have. So, I have two pods. You do two pods, and you do them once a week. Go ahead, fly in the coffee. Andy needs the coffee. He's the once three times a week. One you do. That's the shotgun start. Yeah. Three times a week. Andy Johnson, by the way, if you don't know who this guy is yet, fried egg says it all. Just go look. You're you're. You're you're actually a repeat guest, which is I know. I feel very honored. There's only three, I think. Oh, Hafer yeah. was a repeat guest just because we're always together. Yeah, he takes good photos too. Yeah, and then you, and then really, I don't know if there's been another repeat guest. I'm honored. You really, you should be. It's uh, it's. A, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. For- <laughs> I mean, were you able to sleep last night? That's the question. Uh, yeah, I, I've been, my my baby sleeps wonderfully. It's uh, it's been great. You, for those of you that didn't listen to the other podcast or don't know who Andy Johnson is, I think the best way to say it is is that I think you're one of the best golf teachers out there, and it has nothing to do with the golf swing. It has to do with the history of the game. You're a golf historian, but you don't feel like it. Oh, thanks. I uh, yeah, I never thought of myself as a teacher, but. No, absolutely you are. I, I read your post and I learn something each time. I ho- yeah, I hope. I mean, that's the point. I I don't know. I like to t- I like to I like to learn stuff and then pass what I learn on to people. I guess so. That's it makes sense. Well, and that's the goal, is right. You're like fascinated by it all. I think that's I think that's the most important thing. Um, well, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I I mean one of my uh, one of my favorite writers is Zach Lowe, uh, who writes about the NBA. And I always marveled at like the way he could talk about, you know, the way a defense switched to pick and roll, like how a team switched to pick and roll, how they hedge it with a center differently than they had the last 10 games and how this change has made them like, and they've gone eight and one in the last nine games because of this one little change. And I always was fascinated by the way he wrote. And I think that, you know, was something I kind of started to try and do when I started the fried egg was think about like, okay, like what are things that people might not understand about the game and, and point out that could change the way they think about it and, and teach them stuff. And that's not just uh, limited to architecture. That's also other things. Uh, yeah, I guess. Cause you, you've done a good job of, cause originally it was just architecture. Am I right? And then uh, it always started as like tour stuff with the newsletter. I I mean, it was always kind of balanced with tour and architecture. But I people knew me because of the architecture stuff. I think that was the unique thing we did, which which you know most people at the time were, were just covering the tour. Yeah, if you're listening to this, or if you're watching it on YouTube, or if you're listening to it and you want to watch it on YouTube, go ahead and find us. Um, you know, I think one of my favorite things about what you do is is you you create like a, a third dimension or a third like um you know what what is it called you've got one dimensional two dimensional three dimensional like mm-hmm. you create like a fourth dimension to the experience of playing golf which is learning about the history of the game and in in really one of the only games in the world where you can actually walk and experience a museum yeah i think that's the coolest thing with golf is that like the fields you play on are always changing. Like you go basketball, it's like it's a, a hoop's a hoop, right? I guess there's some unique stuff with you know playground hoops, outdoor hoops versus indoor hoops, and you give it you know different stadiums and stuff. But you know baseball field, there's always four bases, and and the stadiums have a little bit different um, aspects. But golf courses are completely different. You consider home play to base? Yeah, is it technically? I think so, right? 
You I said, thought it was home. I thought it was three bases and home. Well, if you stole home, you'd get a stolen base, right? Whoa. <laughs> See, this is why he's a great writer. <laughs> I, I got, He'd be a good I, lawyer, too, maybe. I don't know about that. Was that was quick. I'm not very organized. Stole home. It's a stolen base. It's a base. It is a base. Yeah. You know? Wow. If bases are loaded would be three bases, though. That yeah, doesn't make any you, sense. That, see, that's where the it yeah. falls. Um, it's confusing. Also, when you're playing tag, the idea of home is like home base, right? Home base. Oh, they, I just I just talked myself out of the argument. <laughs> when was Can, the last time you played tag? Oh man, it's been too long, dude. I mean, it's the last time I played tag, like. <laughs> Like actual, I feel like I played tag in my adult life in a different way, in a metaphorical way. But uh, no, it's been a while. What's the metaphorical? Way? I can't go into it. I'll t- we'll, we'll, we'll it's an offline conversation. We'll talk offline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Understood. Um, yeah, it's more of the paradox of life. Um, I, the, the mailing list, it, the the, uh, the um, not mailing list. What do you call it? Newsletter. Newsletter. Yeah. Is a marvel. I mean, how long does it take you to write each newsletter? I don't write them all anymore. What, what do you mean? Who does? Will does. Will Who's nice. Will? He works for us. Will's great. Oh, Will. Will is great. Wait, does he? Is he credited on there? Because I just assume it's you. And I'm like, man, you're up late. You're up early. No, he's credited on the website. If you go to the right. by Will Nights, but you know, there's occasional. He has sick days where you know I have to maybe fill in, or Garrett fills in or writes some. Garrett who? Garrett, our editor. Garrett, what's his last name? Morrison. I don't know. Yeah, he's good. Will, Will does a great job. That that newsletter is it's it, it. What my favorite part of the newsletter is, I read it and I feel again more intelligent, and I didn't have to put that much time into it. That's that's the point of it. it the whole point of it was like, that's the whole basis of how this thing started. Was I would be re- re- riding the L into work. It'd be Monday morning. I'd be like, ah, I want to read about the golf golf, and I'd go different places. And there was nothing I could just, you know, read in like three minutes and be like, oh, I know what's going on. Got it. So that was the that was the whole premise of starting the whole business. What inspired like like was there a reference? Did you have like another newsletter where you're like, I could fucking do this? Uh, I my wife read the skim. You know. The oh skim? yeah, we we actually had this conversation yeah. in the other pod. So that was Here, that was thing. kind of the thing. To hear this convo, go to our first pod from yeah. what a year and a half ago. Uh, maybe two. I don't know. Long that was time, a long time ago. Long time ago. And also, I mean, we have two videos up. We played Lawsonia Links together, one of your favorites. Yeah. Uh, and then we also played Canal Shores together. That was fun. For an early RGC. Yeah. How are that, those going? It sucks with the pandemic. Kind of. Hard to do in-person, large-scale meetups, even though they're outdoors um, during COVID. Yeah. And, and I've basically, I'm erring on the side of uh, safety. Like, I, I would love to do it, but it just seems like a risk. Yeah, we're in the same boat. With ours, it's yeah. I mean, sucks. you had one at Soul Park that ended up not happening, right? Yeah, now it's next year. Next year, hopefully it happens next year. But I said the same thing about it happening in October and you know March, yeah. and uh, everything's just sliding. Yeah, it just so, doesn't seem responsible. So to get the background on Andy, go listen to the other podcast. I kind of want to talk. Are you okay if we just talk about some current event stuff? We can talk about whatever you want. What? It's your podcast. <laughs> is it? Is it really just fully open slate? Yeah. Should we just dive into politics? I, I mean, if you want to talk about you politics. You don't want to talk about politics. I, I mean, I've you been, can't <laughs> talk about politics. I, there's, it's a very divisive <laughs> topic. I, you know, whatever I say, you know, half the people would hate and half the people would love. And if I said it something could, else, the other half would hate. It could be 4852. That's, yeah. that's, well, okay, moving on. No yeah. more jokes. Um, what actually would be interesting that I want to, do you, do you know how many governing bodies hate you? I don't know. There's a lot. Really? Majority. 
Why? Well, I wanted to talk to you about this. I wanted to talk to you about this because I have tried to like do videos like we had to do a video for um a project with Augusta last year. And I was like, We'll do any Johnson and they're like, No, I can't do him. Can't do him. They and don't then, like me, huh? Well, I mean, no, they don't. That's not fair. You didn't know nice. this? I no. feel so bad that I feel like I'm you're just a, I illuminating that you don't <laughs> that a bunch of people don't like me. I mean, I, you must know that you're on a few people's shit lists. I mean, PGA Tour. Yeah, they you know don't this. Like me. Golf Channel. They don't like me. Come on. I'm I'm serious. Okay, well, maybe Golf Channel's a bit of a stretch, but I know the PGA Tour because I've tried to talk to Scratch about doing a video with you, and they're like, we can't. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do they not like you? I think it's because I comment about the PGA Tour in a real sense and illuminate things that are maybe stupid about the PGA Tour. Here's the reason why I'm actually bringing this up is because I respect you. If you're hated, I feel like you deserve respect. Not hated is the wrong word, but I think you make the people uncomfortable there to potentially collaborate with you. I, I think it's actually really cool. I mean... Yes and no. It's probably not good for my business, but you know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't like to, I like to give my opinion on stuff and I don't think, they don't ever contact me about what I say. Really? So if it, I would, I generally err on the side of, if I don't hear anything, it seems like I'm just or saying bad. what, See, what. Conversely, I have heard a few things, not about you, but about me. They, they have sent me a few emails that I just said like, don't ever do this again. And I just, I don't respond mm-hmm. for the record. I never got the emails in the first place, for the record. <laughs> you sound like your inbox is kind of like mine, where I have a passing knowledge of what's in there, but a lot of times they don't. <laughs> I, I'm just a, not very good at replying to emails. What's, so. the, what's the most common email you get from, from people you don't know? Uh, they, pe- people asking me where to play. Where to play. Yeah. And you're like, by the way, I have a full website that tells you the answers to that in I'll so think, many ways. Yeah, but you know that's hard. It, it's not always easy to find stuff on a website. Really? Can't you? Don't, don't you have a search bar that says... Yeah, like, I do. You should have people like a little... People don't know how to use your search bar sometimes. <laughs> like, you, you, need just, you need an FAQ. <laughs> yeah. No, but couldn't you just have like a, a... Why don't you make a where to play page where you just type in a zip code and a price... That would require some development work. And get Will on it. Get Garrett on it. I'll, I'll, maybe it, that's an idea for the future. That's yeah. a good idea. I think One of my good. favorite things, though, is like I'll, somebody will ask me like <laughs> really obscure place. Hey, where, do you know anywhere to play here? And I'll be like, yeah, you should play here. They'll be like, do you know any other ones? It's like, <laughs> I just answered the question. Yeah, well, it's like, I would have given, if I knew more, I would have given you more. <laughs> you know, don't ask, you right. know. If you're asking obscure areas, don't ask for more than like if I res- if somebody responds with one, it'd be like if you're in a a remote neighborhood and be like, hey, do you know a good restaurant? Oh yeah, that's a great restaurant. Do oh, know, do you yeah, know yeah. Uh, what about this other place? I don't, I don't know. So let me ask you a question then: When you go to a restaurant, do you ask the server like what the best thing on the menu is? No, no, you don't. Do you? I do. And but, I, uh, but what if you don't order it? See, that's that's actually I basically pre-decide that if I'm going to ask them, I'm just going to go. Yes, with it. you have to. Because I can't ask and then be like, well, I'm not going to take your advice. See, I don't ever know what I'm going to order until the moment. Really? Yeah. I usually have like two or three things. What does that say about you? Uh, it's probably nothing good. I, <laughs> I, it's, like I really struggle making decisions before the spur of the moment. Really, and that's why I think I'm. That's why I'm such a good. I'm a great procrastinator. Right. You know, I put everything off, and then 
did that ever I tell come people in? like when I do work for them, do not uh, give me a deadline, like and tell me the deadline, and whatever you do, do not tell me I have more time past the deadline. Right. Like lie to me. Yes. Tell, you lie. tell me the deadline is way ahead. <laughs> exactly, because right. otherwise. If you tell, oh, I don't need this, like you're never getting it. We were actually, you and I, were, I was trying to put some of your prints on the website and it just never, never materialized. Well, you never gave me a deadline. I, <laughs> I should have given you. Well, I just thought that like you would be also mutually interested in the benefit. I, I am interested <laughs> in the benefit, but if I had the deadline, it, it would happen. It just sort of goes away. Yeah. Some, <laughs> sometimes I, I need more help. I got to hire more so people. So what motivates you within your own like life to do things? Well, I have deadlines. You, you create deadlines. Monday, who, Wednesday, Friday podcast. Monday, Wednesday, Friday to. newsletter. So what happens if you... I, I'm coming off of a stretch where I didn't do a podcast for a week. Yeah. Maybe two weeks. And it hurt me a little bit. And then I was just like, it's been two and a half years. I've done a podcast every week. I think I need a break. And I think I need to set a boundary around that break. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't release a podcast. By the way, if you're listening and you're pissed, I, I understand. But what, how do you do that? How do you take a break? I do take I like my the fried egg podcast. Some weeks there's no podcast, and you don't even announce it. Some weeks there's three podcasts. You set up an expectation to not expect anything. Exactly. Be grateful for what you get. <laughs> that's, that's not <laughs> it at all. I when it's when it's there, and if I I have to be ready and you know like here's the thing is it there's nothing worse than when you're not ready to host a podcast. It's true. And it's just not good. Now, but at the know? same time, some creatives would argue that you must sit down and be there for inspiration to strike. I would agree with that. Like that Monday, Wednesday, Friday pod, yeah. I have to be there all the you time. You have the discipline. And if I haven't watched a shot of PGA Tour golf, you know. And you then, still have to talk about it. Yeah. Well, How do you do that? Well, we talk about other stuff. You, you just kind of skip over the actual golf. Yeah, we might talk about, uh, you know, who finished t42nd and are you, you know, their apparel choices w- what is more interesting to you right now like golden age architecture or bryson well bryson's super interesting because it's he's kind of a lightning rod of what's going on in golf and what's been allowed to happen in golf but you're and, not a I rollback mean, guy i am a rollback guy. you are and by uh, the way rollback kevin do you know what a rollback guy is kevin doesn't know see, he's, we, we got to make sure that a great this is he, <laughs> it's awesome see what i appreciate is I really like uh, all the like different perspectives golf has because like my buddy, I have a bunch of buddies that just started playing golf. Like, you know, one of them just started playing this during the pandemic. Everyone started now. This is so great. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's like, they they don't know much about like the history of anything and how it happened. They just want to go out and play. And that's, it's so refreshing. Like different perspectives are, is what makes golf because like, that's not, that doesn't happen in many other sports, right? Like nobody at age thirty-five picks up football, you know. <laughs> like I'm gonna go play get, football. Yeah, and gets like addicted to it and starts like finding football buddies. Yeah, That's if you a... suck at basketball and you're like, when you remember like as a kid sucking at basketball, guess what? At age twenty-three, you're not gonna go play ba- yeah. basketball. No amount of patience is gonna help you get better at basketball. Yeah, That's... I guess running could be that running. I was going to say running, maybe mountain biking, maybe skiing. Those are kind of similar. Yeah. And they're also similar. We were, we were just in Salt Lake. And so we were kind of, it kind of dawned on me that skiing has the same financial and like temporal uh, roadblocks to getting into it. Oh, yeah. But I soccer, th- yeah. There needs to be a set of golf clubs that you can buy. How much did you spend on your golf clubs? My first set was yeah. $123. 
This See, is Kefir. That's good. Okay. Did you get it from a used? That's sick. So, so you want to get a you want to get a first guy. <laughs> He's rolling it back already. He is. <laughs> so, real quick before we move on, rollback. Explain what rollback is to Kevin Andy. So, uh, you're playing with old clubs, right? The clubs you've got are way harder to play with than the clubs that the PGA Tour players are playing with. Yeah, you you actually are playing a more difficult game. Yeah, I mean everybody is really because those guys have like stuff that we can't even get no you know they have golf like I, I get some of it yeah I, you I, get some of I it you're special it. i work I, I got some connections i've got mismatched irons right now you're sponsored by titleist i'm not sponsored by titleist. oh really no i'm um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> you said at one point you would never take a club deal from a from an endemic probably not <laughs> <laughs> but money's money why does it matter especially if you like the product well they'd have to be okay yeah, so well, this what, is, what they would have you do? to what? be all right with me saying whatever I wanted. Oh, what what brand would you want it to be? What brand? Say TaylorMade. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll buy you dinner if you say TaylorMade. I don't know which one it would be. You really don't know. I've got all Just different clubs. Just say it. I don't even have a coherent set of irons. Who makes right your now. driver? I've got Callaway driver. Whoa! I, Whoa! It's it's from 2015. <laughs> Oh, it's like a what, 2015. What was it even back then? It was a great, Rogue. great big Bertha Alpha. Oh wow! It's a hand me down. Okay, I've got uh, half my irons are TaylorMades and half of them are Callaways because my Callaways were falling apart. So right. my buddy gave me TaylorMade to put in in so the holes. So what do you have? Apex Callaways and yeah. 760 TaylorMades, um, 750s. I don't even know which ones. They don't are. even know. No. By the way. For those listening, you're a very good golfer. I, you okay, played in I'm, the mid-amp. I'm worse now than I was. That's always happens, I think. Yeah. Well, now you've got a real job, and you've you know you've got like some exciting stuff happening in your life. Yeah. yeah. Golf is less. Being good at golf, what does it serve you? Nothing. Yeah. In fact, you being good at golf actually means that other parts of your life will be suffering. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I don't play <laughs> golf at home anymore. Yeah. When I'm home, I'm home. You know? So maybe the rollback alliance, it's, it's about okay, bringing so, the ball back. Yeah, it's just, it's gotten really easy. Like driver used to be the hardest. I remember when I played in high school, I would be terrified about hitting driver. And I was on, you know, a high school, one of the best high school teams in the state, you know. And I was like scared of hitting driver because it's the hardest club to hit in the back. And now it's the easiest. Like if I'm nervous on a, on a tee shot, I'm like, I hope I can hit driver. Cause like, I can't miss a driver. I can hit it like way off the heel. It comes back. And it's a good thing for the most part for like the casual golfer. But at the same time, like I see a lot of my buddies who suck, like their misses are like out of the ballpark way, right, way left. And I think a lot of that's because of the modern technology, the ball just goes forever. Like the older clubs, it gets on the ground. So you know, you don't, I don't think I don't even think people would get worse at golf like the average golfer would get worse at golf. It would just make it more interesting, more challenging for really good golfers, for right. the pros or high level amateurs where, you know, it wouldn't be just driver wedge. And I don't think like it's important not to blame Bryson because I think it's important to look at professional golf. Like the job of a professional golfer is to answer the question that everybody's asking. Yeah. And that question has the easiest way to answer the professional golf question is to hit it longer. Yeah, money ball. You know? Exactly. I didn't like Rory. I, I love all of Rory's quotes. Mm-hmm. I didn't like when he basically uh, accused Bryson of exploiting the rules. Did you see that quote? Yeah. I I mean, that's the job of a professional golfer. You're supposed to get, you know. It's Why would like, you not want an advantage? 
Yeah, you watch like any team sport, they do the same thing. They use the rules to the fullest of their advantage. Look, watch basketball players with that pump fake, and they yeah. jump into players and yeah, draw like, fouls. And, yeah, fouls for the yeah. last the, the last two minutes of the game takes forty minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. So I don't. I think Rory is in this place where I think he started to realize that he doesn't have as big of an advantage over guys that as he should because yeah. his natural talent is diminished by the equipment. Like he. It's not that his talent's diminished, that others not as talented are able to stay in a closer realm of Rory. Yeah. If that makes sense. I And I don't think, and it's important to note, Bryson is an uber talented. He's one of the most talented players out there. Yeah. Like, it's very important to, I think, to separate Bryson from the whole conversation. Like, Bryson's going to be good at any game you put in front of Bryson. Yeah. Right. His first Masters was 16, 2016? Yeah, 15 or 16, I 16, think. Yeah, because yeah. he turned pro in 16, right? He so, turned pro right after. And pretty much we saw him come as an amateur of the 2016 Masters. We saw single-length irons. Real, real, what was your take? Were you like, you've got to be kidding me? Or were you like, eyebrow raised, like, this could be a story? I mean, he was really good. Yeah. You know, like, he won the national championship in the USAM. And, like, you just... That doesn't happen. In fact, only two really other people good. have done that. Yeah, so, and the U.S. Open. I mean, yeah. Jack so, and Tiger. so at the time, you knew he was really good, right? But like all of the, all of the the word vomit that comes out of his mouth when he starts talking about this stuff, <laughs> like, you know, he, a couple of years ago, he hits the flag stick at, at uh, on the 18th hole at Augusta and says right. it, it didn't go in because of terminal velocity. Well, like terminal velocity is the free fall. Like, you know, yeah. that's the velocity you reach when an object's falling from the sky. So a ball that hits the ground and rolls into the pin, there's nothing to do with terminal velocity. <laughs> like, you know, so like there's stuff that I don't think he knows as much as he leads on about. Okay. But you can't say that he's not a golfing genius in the sense of like, he has clearly figured out. And what I think, what I admire most about what he's done is that he was going to make millions of dollars for the next 30 years or 20 years, like regardless of whether he bulked up and tried to chase distance. But by doing that, he put himself at risk of not making millions of dollars because lots of guys have chased distance and failed and lost. You know, that's been you know what everybody said when he started doing it was like you know how many guys have failed trying to do this right right so he took i mean he risked being a top 15 player in the world to try and get better and that you have to really appreciate yeah that's a big gamble yeah i mean it takes some stones to do that yeah like not everybody not everybody would be comfortable doing that they look at it and be like you know what i'm pretty damn good if i get just a little better here a little bit or there he looked at it and said i need to be better to win a major yeah, you know, he could have easily done like the Charles Howell route where yeah. it's just like you grind away, you like get, you know, top 15th every week and all of a sudden you've made $40 million in five, seven, eight years. Exactly. 15 years. And say say it went bad and he got injured and, yeah. and you know, he still might get injured and something might happen. But at the same time, I don't think he thought he could win major championships at the way he was playing. And right. he did this whole wholesale change to do it and he did it and that's i mean pretty amazing one of the, my favorite things is uh you know given all of the the science and the calculations that he's doing and the things that he's talking about it, all of that math and all of the jokes from like a beautiful mind or the hangover when galvanakis has all the numbers like and, and then just all of that and then you hear him talk to his caddy about like things that i have no idea what he's talking about 
and then watching him hit the shot and just being totally confused still. <laughs> That's like my favorite because you're just like, oh, like that, that was that was it? Did it work? I don't know. You should try and caddy for him one time. <laughs> see it. See how it goes. <laughs> that would be really funny because his caddy clearly knows all this stuff too. Like he had to get on board with it. Yeah, his, uh, I think his caddy was a caddy at Bandon. No way. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Bandon, let's go to the next subject. All right. I'm about to go to a place that you've been before that I'm I'm really, really excited to go. Dunes Club. The Dunes. I I really know nothing about it and I'm I'm curious to just talk about it because this is like, you know, uh, uh you know, it's it's kind of like um I, I it's really interesting to me to see that like I'll probably get into like ten percent of what you would get into, and for me it's kind of more uh, probably a little bit of a different story. So I'm curious to know what you see when you go to the Dunes Club, which and can you tell the people at home what what it is? So Dunes Club's a nine hole course in New Buffalo, Michigan. It's a private club. Uh, it was the first court a golf course development by Mike Kaiser. Um, it was designed by Dick Nugent. And then I think Jim Urbina has done some work there in the last few years. But nine-hole course, it's uh, New Buffalo is like the Hamp- Hamptons of the Chicago. So it's a beach town right on southwest side of uh, Michigan. I recommend southwest Michigan is a beautiful place everybody should go vacation at. Uh, but the golf course is really cool, super minimalist. The clubhouse is like maybe like 1,200 square feet. Um, like the whole club the ethos of the club is so smart it's like very low minimalist low input like if you're a member there you go there to play golf and that's it you know they have a guy that grills burgers everything but the golf course was the first one it's sandy um sandy pine trees that you know a lot of people compare it say it looks like pine valley um but uh he built it the whole have you, con- have you played pine valley i haven't Oof. Yeah, I gotta is, go. Of all the courses that you want to play, is that what's the, what is that up there, or do you care? Yeah, it's up there. Okay. I know I'll get out there one yeah, of yeah. these days. I I could have gone key. this week, but you could have gone this week. I had to go do something. But you else. came back for the podcast. I came back. <laughs> I came back to see my wife. But, that's yeah, that's much more important, baby. But yeah, but, um, the uh, yeah, yeah, I I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about no, it. not. It's urgent. not going anywhere. Not, it's not. That's the way I kind of look at it. You, you probably feel it. There's stuff like there's stuff you want to go see. You got to go get done. There's stories like that, and then there's stuff that's going to be there forever. You want to savor it. Yeah. Well, and it's I just if I have to go do one thing because it's time sensitive, I'm gonna pri- prioritize that over. Yeah, it's got a deadline. Yeah. Do you have a deadline on getting to Scotland finally? Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to go this summer. No, really? Yeah. We talked about how you've never been, and I was we shocked. We do Ireland, and then I was the, going to go over. To the world conspired against you. Oh, I'm I'm like so mad. I was going to go to Australia in uh, <laughs> in like February. I was like really d- debating on the decision, and I ended up deciding not to go. You'd still and, be there. Well, and now I'm like, why didn't I go? Because um, <laughs> I don't know when they're ever going to let us in. I don't think they can play golf there right now. No. So, so anyway. Um, okay, so Dunes Club. Dunes Club so re- related to Pine Valley. So, yeah, and, and it was his first foray into the, the golf the golf uh, development, which yeah. is neat because you see, like, the, the beginnings of what became um, Bandon Dunes, Sand Valley, Cabot, all these other things. And so much really golf. started to change golf. And you see a lot of, like, the early parts of, like, oh, like, this in 
relates to Bandon because like it's all about the golf, just like Bandon is, right? Have you met Mike? Yeah. Well, yeah what's your take when you when you when I so I had a phone call with him, very brief, and he I said, hey, you know, I'm gonna I, we we had already confirmed that he would do this, and we confirmed the general timing, and then I said. Um, you know, yeah, so does this day work? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. He goes, you know, I'm out here at a golf course right now, and it's beautiful. And I said, oh, what's the name of it? He goes, I can't remember. And then he's like, man, I can't remember. And then he's like, hang on, give me a second. And then he's like, well, I can't remember. And then basically we have this five-minute conversation at the end. He goes, I remembered Acadia Bluffs, or yeah. Arcadia Bluffs. And I was like, wow, I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's up there. <laughs> that's that's quite a course to not remember the name of. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful course. He seems like he not not a lot of fucks given. I mean, he's been pretty successful in his but life. But even before that, it's it's not it, there's no pretense about it all. Yeah, he's a down-to-earth guy. I I haven't spent a ton of time with him. I've spent more time with his kids. They're both great guys. Um, but yeah, he I mean, he's a well, you got to appreciate a guy that comes and does something. Like he's an innovator, right? He did the recycled greeting cards was his first business, which, you know, and then he goes into golf and I imagine everybody was like, you're crazy. You know, <laughs> like you had the successful business. Now you can go into golf, but he went into it with like such a different mindset. Like, and I think that's what innovators do really is like, he came into it with no experience in golf, which is like the same thing. Like the guy that started Uber, Uber didn't, wasn't driving a taxi before he started Uber. Good right. Point. So like he came in and all of like the preconceived thoughts about resort golf, he didn't have like it's almost like he didn't have like the the bad um habits that golf had gotten into right because he didn't know what they were you know he went out found land in the most remote you know one of the most remote areas of the country everybody's like that's dumb you got to be close to an airport <laughs> you know he they were like oh you got to hire a big name architect he hired the david mcclay kid a no-name guy from scotland you know right. son of a greenskeeper <laughs> So he did everything like completely the opposite of, of what the conventional wisdom was, which is smart. I think it's really smart. Like if you were going to start a business, you don't want to make it like if I, if you were going to start a donut shop, you don't want to make a donut shop. That's like the same as Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' yeah. Donuts is going to kill you. Yeah. You're never going to yeah. be able to get ahead. I mean, I think, you know, he, he also, he, he had money to burn and he also wasn't coming into it like needing it to succeed. It sounded like, I think he, I mean, I think he wanted it to succeed otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But because clearly he made a decision after Dunes Club to go to Oregon to do it again. Yeah, I think Sandhills was in there, too, um, because he was a member of Sandhills. Uh, Dick Young's cap was the obviously the developer there. And I'm sure that that had a big influence on it uh, as well, because I think that showed that golf like golf on great land, no matter how remote it is, can succeed in some way. You know, that was obviously private, but, you know, I don't, if Sandhills doesn't succeed, I don't think Bandit Dunes exists. I mean, but Sandhills only succeeds because it's got really wealthy members. Yeah, but if the golf golf stunk or nobody would go out there to get there, like, that's the point. Yeah, I see Sandhills, if you turned it into a public golf course, would thrive it probably would especially if you built four extra courses around yeah, it you could build and some like inexpensive 18 laundry courses there yeah that's so interesting um well anyway i'm looking forward to that that's, it's cool so i hope that they do that a lot of days that what they do is they change the pins from morning to afternoon okay so that 
and then there are two drastically different sets of tees. So you can play basically a different golf course morning and afternoon. And that was Kaiser's idea or that was Nugent's idea? That was Kaiser's idea, I believe. I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't asked him, but that's the way it's always been. Yeah. So it, you play nine holes, stop, grab a bite. Then you go back, play the next, play another nine. And it's, you know, you play basically a different golf course. I've heard that while it is a private club and you have a caddy, it is not what you might think because when you have lunch, like you just said, you eat with the caddies. Oh yeah. It's like the most laid back low key place. It's, you could it's, ever be. It's as I say it now. It strikes me now as odd that you wouldn't do that. I know, right? That seems so messed up. I grew up caddying, and you're like a second class citizen <laughs> at most clubs. Yeah, you know, like not even a second class. You know, the the employee, and then it's like the caddy yard. Like they, the caddy yard's always so gross too. I always have wanted to go an back and like go back and caddy for a weekend and film <laughs> it all. And just, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I be a part of that? Yeah, if you want. We can go. We'll go go back to our wrists. We can, uh, my chatty. favorite, I, I was a member at a private club for a couple years, uh, thanks to my um, wonderful ex-wife. And uh, we, it, the, my favorite memory was um, uh, one of my favorite guys who works in the pro shop, Walter, was like, hey, what are you doing on December 19th? We're having an event at the club. And I was like, cool, I'd love to come by. And I didn't really, I was not up on the schedule or the calendar of events. I'd never read the emails that came from the club. I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just never knew what was going on. So I show up with Walter, and I get there, and I'm like, oh, this is an awesome Christmas party. This is a great time. And it's just a bunch of people, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, huh. I'm like, I don't know a lot of the people here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is the employee Christmas party. I was like, oh, and I was looking around and I was like, oh, that's right. There's, I'm the only member of the club here, except for maybe like one or two other members. And I didn't, I had the best time. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about the caddy thing, I'm like, you know what? If you're going to have caddies at your course, you should be required to caddy. As a member, you should, I think that would be amazing. You know, some courses I know have have caddy tournaments that members caddy for the caddies in. I love that. Like that's their caddy tournament. See, but that's a little bit too much. Like, uh, like uh, that's almost too cheeky. Like, I wanted to just be like, I literally want like members should have to caddy like community service one day. Not like, oh, I'm going to caddy ca- for but you, but clearly the, they have the lines do. are still not blurry. If the, if you're going to do that, the member has to go through like a day, like a caddy goes through. Like, yeah. you got to be at the shack at 530 yeah. in the morning. Get your name on the list. Yeah, you may or may not get a loop. <laughs> yeah, you might. You might be out <laughs> right away. It depends <laughs> on how that that caddy master's feeling towards you. They all all seem to be, you know. Usually worse for the wear on a Saturday or sure. Sunday morning. You have to get you know? hammered the night <laughs> yeah. before yeah. and get in a fight with your spouse. Yeah, <laughs> you know they show you show up, you get there, you never know when you're going to get out. The whole yeah. time you're thinking, is he mad at me right now? Or you know, <laughs> and then when you get out, you're just hoping that, that you get like a decent loop and right. hope it's not. You hope it's not like Saturday after Sunday afternoon mixed play, and you're, then you're in for like a five hour round. Caddying for Mr. and Mrs. and, you know, couples uh, afternoon golf. What do you think is the worst job at a golf course? Ooh. I mean, I never worked at a golf course, so I don't really know. I know that, like, I, I, I... At a golf course, not, like, at a country club. Both. 
just in general. I see. I couldn't do. I couldn't do like the pro shop attendant yeah, starter. Like where you just assistant pro. I couldn't do the pro shop where you just sit in the pro shop all day and fold shirts. Like I can't do that. Right. I'd have to like go be out doing stuff. I would hate that job. You've. I've heard you say that being a super would be great. Oh yeah. You. That be would amazing. be your dream job. It is. It's. I don't understand why. There's like this labor shortage for superintendents. I I don't understand it. It's an incredible like, job. It's a great job. You spend every day outside. Your dog can come to work with you. <laughs> you like are a scientist. They're the smartest people at sure. a club. Well, a lot of times they're some of the highest paid. Yeah, they're they're extremely well compensated if you're at a good club, and like you manage a staff. It every day is different. Yeah, I don't understand why. And then, like, if you're a superintendent here, like, they work all winter, but it's not like they work a ton all winter. Like, there's not, like, a million things to do. That's, it boggles my mind. I would, I think it's just a bad, bad marketing on there. Like, they don't market the the job well We need to do a PSA. I I know. what, what, What do you think about, do you think the super at Augusta National is stressing right now? Uh, yeah, that's, that's they've got to be, be freaking out. Did you see thirteen? <laughs> Did you see twelve and thirteen? Oh, just the just way all, they, it's the, like all brown. Oh, they the overseed takes like two weeks to kick in, and then it just you, they I know exactly they just, what's happening. Yeah, there it's going to be green. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that. Are you are you cracking your knuckles? Are you getting ready for the Augusta? Yeah, like are are you are you well, getting ready for some major mishap? I know I know they don't like me now. They so. don't. <laughs> I don't know why they don't. They, like you know her. why they don't is because you criticize them. I just said that the True. golf course could be better. Yeah, nobody says that about Augusta. It well, you, it could be. You can't say that, and you can't have your cake and eat it too. I I, I said it very politely. I said <laughs> Augusta National should be the best golf course in the world. It's one of the best golf courses in the world now, but not the best because they have monkeyed around with it mostly in response did you use to the equipment. word monkey no do you, have you talked to shackleford about this he, i mean he I knows think, yeah he, he what he knows what he he knows more than i do probably yeah. about this scenario i think he probably would agree with me but i think he says it differently i don't know he doesn't pull any punches he doesn't he could i th- i think he i think it's just the tree narrow, the tree nar- planting and narrowing, the added length. Like they, they've dulled down a few holes that would have been better. Like seven's a perfect example. Eleven's a perfect example. They're great golf holes that have been diminished by tree planting. Would you say? And it's all in a response to technology. It goes yeah. back to the whole reason we need to roll back the ball. Like imagine if you, we went down the street to Wrigley Field and they got rid of all the rooftops because they needed. 30 extra feet to extend to keep up with major league bats. That's a good point. Yeah. Just yeah. change the bat. Yeah. Just change the bat. Why change every golf course that's ever have his tournament? Yeah. Look at, look at what they did on five. They spent like $20 million to extend five. Right. And Bryson might hit it over the bunkers this year. Right. Basically one year after they put the change in, <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It's a silly thing. A tr- if you chase distance, all they're going to do is hit it further. Yeah, because uh, prior to that, no one could cover that fairway bunker. Yeah. And now he's going to be over it, no problem, with like a 9 Maybe, in. maybe. Depends we'll on see. the wind. Yeah. Depends on the weather. Depends on the wet uh, but fairway. But it will be irrelevant in 10 years. So, like, you're basically spending, like, a, a million dollars a year just to keep it up. And that's just one course, you know? 
there, but the, the reason why we're not rolling it back is probably two reasons. One is viewers probably like the length, and two, okay. the sponsors love the length. What are the most memorable shots you remember? Like, yeah, weird chip shots from around the green. Yeah, or like approach or like shots. Still in the yeah. middle, like of some trees. Yeah, it's not. Nobody remembers drives. Outside of like Morikawa's drive, yeah, but obviously, it sells, it sells things. It's for it's for the advertisers. Yeah, but it, when you hit, see somebody hit a ball, you don't know how far it's going to go. You well, have no concept. Well, but of now like, you do because you've got a number that goes three two seven carry. Exactly. I I don't know. I just think if if the guys hit it three hundred yards, it'd still be impressive. The yeah. most impressive thing they do is is on around the greens and approaching the greens. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. No, I, I, I agree with you. I just I'm also of the mind that like pff, nothing's going to change. No way is it. It's never going to change. So why stop? Why think about it? I don't know. You I'd, think it'll change? If if everybody takes that stance nothing will ever change you're okay you're totally i let's take a break all right we're taking an ad break here you folks so check it out make sure to check out our regular partners of the podcast whoop band use your code eal uh go check out taylor made golf fans of tiger woods check out uh vice golf the old golf balls coming to rgc exclusive ball coming out pretty soon make sure to check out jones golf bags based in portland oregon and as always get your precision pro rgc rangefinder from randomgolfclub.com special guest this week express vpn you've heard me mess this ad read up a couple times the title of it is bathroom r1 not sure what that means but anyway when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right <laughs> sometimes not if I'm trying to get weird. You don't want random passers by. Oh, random. They didn't highlight that word. Passers by looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Use the internet without ExpressVPN is kind of like going to the bathroom and not closing the door, you perv. Did you know Did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? Actually, I mean... Yeah, and I'm kind of yeah. That's not okay, actually. And what's worse is they can sell that information to ad companies. Not okay with that. ExpressVPN puts a stop to that. Creates a secure encrypted tunnel. Who doesn't like a tunnel? Bo, do you like tunnels? Love tunnels. I love tunnels, man. And I love tunnels, especially when it's ExpressVPN and my encrypted tunnel device. Tunnels exciting, man. Anyway, ExpressVPN is on all my devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. Do you even know what a router is? Can you imagine what a router looks like? Don't fart. I've got, oh God. Anyway, the best part is about ExpressVPN is as easy as cleaning the bathroom door, closing the bathroom door. <laughs> you just fire up the app, click a button, and you protect it. So head it over to expressvpn.com slash Eric, expressvpn.com slash Eric, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V as in Victor, P as in private and is in notch uh dot com slash eric and you can get an extra three months free that's three months that's 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 90 days imagine not having a drink for 90 days <laughs> all right folks real quick theragun this is a new ad read and it's coming from a fan i am in to the theragun okay feel free to ad lib the introduction with personalized copy or start with below the stress of daily life weighs on us all whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person like you and me trying to get through the day muscle pain and tension is a real thing 
So here's the deal. You can try, uh, I use Theragun. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest fears. I mean, muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. Wow. That's a mouthful, a handful, and basically a muscleful. So anyway, that's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet italicized this part is, you will wonder if it is even on. While you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. So anyway, I do love my Theragun. I've had it now for two years. I got a replacement once. Oh, they came out with a newer one, and I was like, send me the newer one. And they sent it to me very nicely, and I always have it in my bag. So anyway, try it for 30 days. No substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting at only $169. Did you know it's only $169, Bo? I did. That's a, that's a fucking deal. I got to say it right there. Go to theragun.com slash Eric right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash Eric. 30 days. No substitute. Anyway, theragun.com slash Eric. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. Uh, you just asked me if I was doing it. I would never do an ad read live. That would be great if do, you did. Do you do live ad reads? Yeah. I could. What do you want to talk about? I mean, I guess the only ad read I would really do is go to randomgolfclub.com to get your uh, to get merchandise that reflects your standpoint on the game of golf. I wear, uh, you know, all or welcome hat. You got the all or welcome hat. That meant that warmed that warmed my heart. It meant a lot to me. Yeah, I went on purchased it myself. I know how hard it is to buy merch, and you don't. You have no need for merch. No, I I need a good. I I like I like that hat for many reasons. The message. But B, I really like hats that don't have like logos on them. Yeah. Oh, you really? Oh, really? Well, I that like, surprises me. I feel like you could easily just hammer some logo bingo. I have tons. You have of tons logo, logo stuff, but I like having you know hats without it right. because then you know I could wear a logo shirt and not have a logoed hat. Well, probably what's annoying for you is when you do wear. What, what's your favorite logoed item that you have right now? Uh, fried egg logos. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from uh, the self-promotional aspect of your own business, <laughs> um, respect. I mean, I'm wearing an RGC hat, so I. I I'd say I wear the I I wear your hat more than almost any other hat. I, I, that's honest. You got the dad hat. Yeah, the dad hat. Look good in the dad hat. Yeah, but but aside from a golf course logo, golf course logo. I think National Golf Links logo is really cool. Yeah. Just the Delft tiles. It's a cool story from like how they came up with it. They're like uh, those ancient tiles. I can't remember exact. I, I believe that your brain only has certain amounts of uh, information it yeah. can have. I'm constantly deleting things. Yeah. And, and like when you put more in, stuff gets deleted. Because I used to know that story like verbatim like a year ago. Yeah. God, how did I forget it? It's okay. No, no one cares. I mean, I care, but you know, we can move on. But the point of the interesting thing is that the logo, um, you probably don't like wearing that. Well, the reason why I actually don't like wearing course logos is because I don't really want to talk about a golf course. Yeah. I don't want to talk about a golf course because the truth is you either like it or you don't, and you've either played it or you haven't, and you're either a member or you're not. And basically, none of those things change the way I feel about you or what's happening in my life. See, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> But like the all are welcome hat must get some, cr people must be like, what is, what's happening?
you know, my, uh, my sister-in-law, she's 27, like a world free spirit, world traveler, you know, doesn't say anything about anything I wear. I was wearing that hat and she's like, that's a cool hat. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So she got it immediately. Yeah. She, she could got see that it. It was a golf club. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I like that hat. She never says anything about any, <laughs> any gear I'm wearing, but she, that, I like that hat. That's immediately awesome. like that. How, how, how does it occur that I'll tell you. So I, what annoys you the most about a golf course, a nice golf course? And I'm I'm talking everything, uh, the entire experience. Um, what annoys me the most, like from like a golf experience, like like th- like so say so say you're like someone's like you got to go see this course, it's amazing, and you get there and you're like, outside of the grass and the layout of the golf course, what are you just like? I can't get past this. Oh, car paths drive me nuts. Um, you, cause you, cause you see it just, you know how expensive it was, you know, it's hard to get rid of yeah. and you know, it's like basically unnecessary. I think one of the things like really uptight, pretentious places bug me a little bit. Yeah. Um, when you're like, how you doing? And they're like, good. Yeah. That, that bugs me. Yeah. I, for the, I, it's their club though. They can do what they want. I yeah. think every, everywhere there are little things that drive me nuts. Just, uh, in terms of like moundings and stuff like that, your your Instagram story uh, y- used to be much more um, unfiltered. Like I feel like you would, fr- I would when I first started following you, I felt like every all, every day it was just like you going to a golf course and just filming me like that sucks, that shouldn't be like that. Too bad that's Should like I that. Do that more. <laughs> I loved it <laughs> because I actually saw a little bit about how you see because you're like that tree wasn't there. This green is being affected by that tree, and look at how this green has shrunk. It should actually yeah, be bigger. Yeah, shrunk greens really get me. Shrunk greens, that's your biggest thing. You should make a shirt that says, uh, you know, like... Uh, like Trees the, and shrunk greens. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know the DARE? What was the DARE? Drug Awareness Resistance yeah. Education? You should do, like, shrunk green resistance education. Scree. Don't get shrunk. Don't you know, get shrunk. Fight shrinkage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get big greens. <laughs> big greens, low scores. You could. This could be cool. People would love that. Yeah, I that, but don't bugs, shrink my green. Yeah, when a course could be really good, they have the resources to be really good, and they're yeah. underachieving. It really bugs me. And then when public golf courses are really busy because they are good courses, but they under they like neglect their golf course. That's another thing that bugs me. No, when when courses are neglected, that's the thing that bugs. I guess right. that's the big thing. Right. Neglect is what drives me in, insane. But neglect is I it I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's just like it's a factor of, um, you know, golf is a terrible business. No, it's a terrible business. I'm saying when the when the course has the means, which courses ta- have the means? I'm not going to pick on a twenty dollar muni. Sure. That doesn't have the money. What's to, it? Do you have an example? I, I you're just going to make me pick one out. There's a course <laughs> down here, Ravislow. Okay. All right. We it's were actually going to play it, I think. Yeah, it's, it's an old Donald Ross. They've been very, very busy the last four years. You know, I've recommended them for a long time. I tell everybody that comes to Chicago. And they are actively planting trees and allowing greens to get smaller. <laughs> they planted trees. a tree on a green, on, <laughs> on where the original green was. And, like, the guy that owns it, like, he's this, uh, he's a vet. 
you know, and he's a great guy. He preserved golf. He bought the course. He doesn't even golf. He just likes green space. Right. Did, he did, loves trees. Did he DJ just, Pajowski make a video there? Yeah, he did. I remember this. I've seen this now. Yeah. But the guy just plants trees. It drives me insane. Every time I go, I, go, I used to go there. I, I would play there like 30 times a year right. when I was 26. That was the, I'd drive down there every Saturday and Sunday morning, play. I, you know, it was like my course. Right. And like it has gotten so much worse from there. And they are slammed all the time. They're making money. And right. they're just, they're taking the money. They're putting it into all the wrong places. Cart paths, new trees. Oh, they built this stupid sign that's like about the hawk, Rossi the hawk. They call it Rossi's, Rossi's Den or something, and it's the corner of the golf course. Yeah. It's like the sign had to cost 1200 bucks. <laughs> and you just... Fixtures yeah. on the golf course See, bug me. This is. Do you ever wish you were just didn't know anything? Um. Yeah, sometimes. Are, are you ever just like, God, I wish I just didn't know anything about this? Yes and no, because the... There are things that bug you, but when you go have like the great experiences or you find one of my favorite things is when you find a course that nobody knows about and you find it and it's like, holy shit, this place is so cool. Or you're playing one of the great golf courses and you really, because you just see stuff and you're like, God, that's really, and you, that's, it's worth it. That you have higher highs and lower lows. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like just you get more and more manic. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm less manic than I used to be. I really? Mean, less, more accepting. Yeah. You learn, the more you learn about situations and stuff, I feel like you, you mellow out a little bit. Right. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Anything you want to, what, what do you got? I mean, you got, you, where, where else are you going? Let's talk about where you're going. Well, we could talk about... Um, well, actually, I guess what would be interesting is Robert Trent Jones Trail. We were just there. What do you think of it? I've never actually been. Never been? No, I How? just... I swear. I see, I don't, I, don't, I don't go places that I know that I'm probably not going to be a big fan Ooh, of. Ooh, you just know you're going to hate it. Yeah, so like, why would I put myself see? through that when I have like a million other places I need to go? <laughs> yeah, it's not your vibe. It's not your vibe. It's a crazy story, though. It's I such mean, an it's interesting a state, story. State bet on golf. It's a, and it's massive, and I mean, it. I loved it, and I, but I feel lucky that I don't have the same criteria as you, right? Because for me, I can be happy with just um, it's golf. Y- yeah, at like, the end of the day, golf is great. You know, like any golf. I agree. I, that that's the point that you we should all be able to get there. It's, the sad thing is that the more you're in the golf industry, the more you find yourself not saying that. And that's like, why did we do this? You know, like, cause you never knew what a shrunk green was when you were 23 and you were just loving golf and you, and you were playing in the mid-am. Might've known that. You might've known then. <laughs> when did you learn? I grew up caddy. I just got, I got, I got into architecture early and right. you know, I got into architecture early. <laughs> I was really cool when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's super outside. Like no one was into that. Um. Anyway, Robert, the the trail for me is so interesting because, well, I mean, it also has, holds a place in my in my own golf story. It was the first place that I really played a lot of golf on a on a trip. Like it was the, it was kind of the blueprint of what would become Adventures in Golf, yeah. you know. And we and we had this wonderful experience. And I can tell the story longer later, but um, it has a personal aspect to it for me. 
I love that it's all like super reasonable priced public golf. I also love RTJ, even though whether or not he actually designed all the courses, we don't hey, know. He had some good architecture. Like RTJ built some good golf courses. What are your top three RTJs? Um, uh, Point of Woods is cool in Michigan. It's up by uh, up by um, Dunes City, Club. TC. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. What's it called? Point of Woods. Point? They had the West, Western Am there. For Pointed like Woods. Point O Woods. Point O. o. O Woods. Like O apostrophe? Yeah. What the? Who names these courses? I don't know. Point O Woods. Point O Woods. Like point of woods, but in English? Yeah. Like in English English? Point O Woods. I don't understand the name. Yeah. Everyone who hears that name for the first time is like, what? What? I don't understand. Maybe that's why. Oh, I guess I'm to ask more inspires questions. Inspires curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> point have, O Woods. Have you played it all in uh, Austin? I played 10 holes in Austin. Where at? I Lions. Lions, yeah. I played the front nine once, and then I played the first hole. No, I've actually, and then I have only played nine holes in Austin, and it, I played the front nine once, then I played four holes once, and then I played one hole once. So I am fully, I'm going as slow as I can. That's fine. I almost want to play Lions like 15 times before I move on. I almost want to do, like, because, you know, when I order food, actually, I will pretty much eat the fries and then the lettuce and then the burger. Do you order the same thing every time from a restaurant? Very, very frequently. I always order everything on the menu. You, you switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, I just, for me, ordering food at a restaurant, I, I take it as like a problem. And I don't like having problems. So I just, if I know it's good, I'm going to just go with that. But you never try anything else. Maybe, maybe. But once I've found a restaurant that has something I like, I'm going to eat it until I'm sick of it. That's fair. Because it's like, if I'm not sick of it, why would I change? And if it's like the item, oh, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, like I've been to like the same. I go to Portillo's and I get Italian beef at Portillo's all the time, right? Because that's what they make. See now, each. but the flip side of this is that I'll go if I'm at a restaurant that I've never been to. I will say to You'll the to the server, "What's your favorite?" I'll say, "What's the best and what's the most popular?" And between those two answers, I will pick one invariably, even if it sounds disgusting to me. And it may even be disgusting. And I will still eat it. I will never send it back. But when I'm at home, I just want the same thing every time. That's fair, right? Yeah, I, fair. St- I stand behind that. It's kind of like golf courses. How? <laughs> you go to a city and you say, what's, you know, what's your favorite? What, you know, where, where should I go? You go see those. And right. then, but when you're back home, you go to the same place. You're like, I just want this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. So do you, do you, not, do you not mess around with Chicago golf? I I don't really play golf here. You don't. Anymore. When was the last time you played golf in Chicago? I played nine holes uh, at Downers Grove Golf Club with my in-laws. Would you rather play ten rounds at Canal Shores or one round at Shore Acres? One round at Shore Acres. Bam. I mean, you have to say that. Yeah i I don't know. When I'm home, I like just being home. Yeah. I if I was a member at a club, I think I'd play more. Yeah. But I just don't want to go through. The, I play golf during the week too. Right. You know, like I don't want to play on the weekends. All my friends play on the weekends, but I just don't want <laughs> six hours. I, you know, it just it's takes so. Long. I can't stand five hour rounds anymore. I just can't do it. No, nine is a good number. Nine holes. There needs to be more nine hole courses. <laughs> There's a really cool course we should have gone to. That's like two we hours time. away. That's nine two holes. hours away yes. for nine holes. That's a six and a half hour day. It's the coolest. It's got two of the coolest holes you'll ever see. <laughs> Where is it? 
It's in uh, Eagle, Wisconsin. So this is the opposite direction of where I need to go. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's called Eagle Springs. Eagle Springs. Yeah. Is it on the way to Lawsonia? Did you bring it up? Yeah. I think we, we talked about maybe stopping. But it's got... Um, I think we did, yeah. It just got on Golf Magazine's uh, top 59 holers. How? Did, did Hafer go there? I don't know. He must have. I, I All of a sudden it popped on there. But, I, you know, the it's the it's the best place. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, I love going there. I haven't gone there this year. That's where I'm going to go golf next. I, I went to Northwood. Oh yeah. And I, well, it was actually. Really I remember f- you went there. Yeah, it was yeah, a total recently, coincidence, right? I wasn't meaning to go. I was taking a few days off after a work, a week of work, where I was pretty tired. So I rented a car and just drove around Northern California and literally came around a bend. I'd never been to Northwood. I had no idea where I was. So you were driving through Monterey. Yeah, I, I just turned off of whatever the road is that's on the ocean. Yeah. And we turned in to go to Healdsburg. Yeah. And I literally came around a bend and I said, I was with a friend and I said, said, I have a feeling like we're near this golf course that I've wanted to see for a while. Right there. Literally eight seconds later, Northwood. I was like, whoa. Turned around, went in, hung out there for three hours, didn't, didn't hit a ball. I walked the entire course. I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt and met everybody. You, you, were, you fit perfectly in in oh, jeans and a t-shirt totally. out there. How cool is that place? It was amazing. I it, it was a good golf course. A, a course that really is 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 doing its service to the community should make you want to move there. Yeah, I think that's a place you go to lose lose touch with the world. <laughs> like like in a good way. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes and no. I I drove. Have you ever driven from Bandon down the coast? Yeah, I did during during quarantine. How. That's Southern Oregon. Oh gosh, it's beautiful. That drive blows away. Yeah. The the PCH. Um. Like oh yeah. Well, it's Monterey, way more extreme. Monterey to LA drive. Yeah. Like Southern the Southern Oregon to San Francisco drive. Yeah. Ten times the drive. Yeah, you got Sea Ranch. Um, all those. Uh, the Redwoods. Yeah, the Redwood. Oh, those are incredible. I mean that that drive is unbelievable. Monticello is it Monticello? Montecito? No, what the, what is that town? Mo- oh, Monticello. Uh, no, is it's it? um. I know what you're talking it about. It starts with an M. The sandwich farm, Mendocino. Mendocino, yeah, yeah the sandwich shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sad that all we know is the chain of sandwich. It's probably nothing to do with Mendocino. It had to have something to do with no, it. No, it's a name. It's like Poland Spring. Eureka, too. Eureka's, Eureka's in there. Eureka, I don't know about Eureka. kind of seedy. I U- stopped Eureka, there. you're expecting more, and it just doesn't really produce. I did that drive. I left Bandon at like 3 in the morning because I had to get down to San Francisco, and uh, it was a full moon. So it was Amazing. like it was like it was like it was light over the water. Yeah, over the water. Amazing. Like, lit up the whole drive. Like it was nuts. That should be an event. That sounds like a Shivas Iron Society event. A full moon party. Like a full moon from Bandon to Pebble. <laughs> drive, like coffee on the way. I Yeah, I stopped like, for like three cups of coffee <laughs> on the way. The golf trip really is where it's at. That's all that it's about. Well, that that's kind of like why golf is so excited because it's a journey you're just walking through nature uh, uh, the the 18 is a golf trip in and of itself is that what you're saying yeah you just got back from a 15 hour one-way drive uh, no 12? 12 12 from here to philly here it went to philly then i went to dc then i came back i mean that that is the ultimate that's the golf that that is sort of the the highest form of of the golf trip not no. the airport you don't want to go through the airport 
yeah, yes and no. I mean, it was. I would have flown if it wasn't for the How about state this? of the... Uh, you, you go back to 15 years in your life. That golf trip to Philly looks a lot different. Way different. Because you stop and you play. And you I would have stopped all these everywhere. Sp- yeah. That was my time crunch killed it. Yeah. Because I would have stopped like 25 places along the way. Who, who do you call when you're like, where should I play? I got a couple people. This, like this young architects. Okay. Um, like, you, know, you know Patrick Boyd. Yeah. He's a good one. He's to a call. good call. Yeah, great call. Call Patrick Boyd anywhere you are, and he's like, "Go here. Trust me. I know you've never heard of it. Trust me." Yeah, that he's great at that. that he sent stuff. me to Moraine. Yeah, Moraine's cool. Fuck. I mean, that's up there. That's an awesome. Spot. Simon was there. That was incredible. Yeah, is it just that big hill that everything revolves around? Yeah, and you're just expecting nothing. Yeah, Dayton, Ohio. How much does Nipper Campbell? He he did one, and then he drank himself to death. He's got a couple public courses in Dayton, too. Does he really? Yeah. I heard... This, the only story I heard that he was like a psycho alcoholic and just didn't really want to do anything. He, he was the head pro at um, the country club in Brookline. Oh, wow. I think before he came... He was in Scotland. Then he worked as the head pro at Brookline. And then he designed the courses, a few courses in Dayton. Right. Yeah, and then he might have drank himself. A lot of those guys drank themselves to death. I mean... Tillinghast had a big alcohol problem. Did he really? Oh, huge one. I heard that Tilling uh, that Somerset was just like uh, he was. He was on acid. I think it, there the well that was early Tillinghast. Right. Um. But they they always say that when he was on the bottle, it got crazier. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you think about that when you were watching the U.S. Open at Winged Foot? That place is nuts. It's the wild. greens. It's those. What did you shoot? I didn't watch the video. I'm sorry. Ninety two. Have you broken ninety in any of those? PGA. PGA Harding Park. Yeah. Here's the, the and the reason why is that first of all I had a practice round the day before which really helped and the rough was not insane. So, and so I've played that cheated. course a lot. I didn't cheat. You practiced around before. It doesn't seem Dude, like the it pros get like four days seems of practice. Disingenuous. I should get honestly, looking back at Wingfoot, I should have had a practice round. I didn't even get a driving range. I hit like two balls into a net, which is worse than just not hitting any balls. Yeah, you're making excuses. You just need to play better. Dude, I am one big excuse. That's that the whole break ninety videos is is it's it's not a shtick. It's real, but it feels like a shtick when I'm watching it. Do you think it would if you keep breaking 90, say you went got hot and you break 90 four or five times in a row, does it adjust to eight, break 85? Well, to be fair, at the end of the PGA, when I did do it, I think I shot like 86. We we joked that the next video was going to be called Break 86, but that <laughs> the, doesn't the, have the same ring. The video would have been over a lot sooner. I needed to I needed to hole a chip from off the green on 18 to to shoot 89. On eighteen, which is, and you I shot ninety two. Yeah, and then I and I didn't hold the chip, and then I like three putted or two putted. I don't know, but it was you, once you hit ninety. Does it? Do you feel like all the wind goes out of your? Oh, it's such a complex cocktail of emotions. To be honest with you, when, when I don't break ninety, it's both relief and just like, m- like massive like regret. Like it's like it's like what am I doing? Like the thoughts, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? I used to struggle in qualifiers when I played amateur golf. Like I'd always get myself like all worked up about what I thought the number to qual- So you you know if you want to qualify for the state am you have you play in a qualifier and there's 90 guys and there's 12 spots, 
And I'd always be thinking, oh, what what's the number going to be? Is it going to be like 75? Is it going to be 74? Right. And then all of a sudden you're playing against that number. Oh, it's, it's insane. It's awful. It's insane. And then you're like thinking, oh, I, I bogeyed this hole. I can't bogey another. And then one day I had this like realization because I got myself all worked up because of the yo-yos I was playing with. These two guys, they were... <laughs> We're on 18 at this course, and they're like, oh, yeah, 76 is the number, 70. And it was really hard, and I was playing really well. And I, uh, and I was four over par, so I was going to, I needed to make par to shoot 76. And, uh, but I had been playing really well. And uh, I ended up making a triple bogey. I shoot 79, I come in. It was been blown like it, it was at a course that had hosted a major championship. It had been blown, the wind was blown, the rough was thick. I get in. And uh, I posted, I'm driving, driving home. I get home. I check the scores. I made it on the number. 79 got in. And 75 was the low score for the day. So if I make par on that, I'm one off what the, the guy that shot the best score that day was. And I had this realization that thinking about numbers only gets you in trouble. And all you should do is think about playing well. You shouldn't even keep score when you're doing that. I'm speechless. Because, like, if you think about numbers, all you're doing is playing against those numbers, and you're going to end up on those numbers. Like, right around... Are you always right around 90? It always comes down to 18. Yeah. It, Except it, for Harding Park. In Harding Park, I came with a very different mindset. It's all about the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the next one isn't break... Well, what's funny is, it's when it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Now, there are some critics that have said that the one that I did break 90... Not as entertaining. I, I agree. I, I think people, this goes back to that U.S. Open, right? People like loved when uh, they like want to see people suffer. Oh, yeah. And I think part of this is like golf, like people want to see people struggle at golf. Yeah. They, <laughs> they want to see me broke down on the side of the road. Yeah. Like in a fight. They, they don't, they don't want to see me just like succeed. And and it also plays into the point of the story, which is this is how hard this really is. Yeah. When you're at home and you and you think it's ridiculous that so and so three putted on that green, here's the point. You know what I mean? This is this is it is impossible. That's that's actually not bad, yeah. or whatever. You know, I mean, golf on television is really tough anyway because all you're seeing is the best players on their best hole on their best day. And some of their shots, you don't see all of them. Yeah, you don't know what happened. And Max Homa on on Shane Bacon and his podcast talks all the time about how they need to dedicate like five minutes of every telecast to a segment of showing all the worst shots from the week. Yeah, just here's what you missed. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't as easy as Here, these guys. Here's what they look. wish you didn't see. That's part of the thing, though. My problem with the tour is like they they think they want all these guys to be like, Oh, they're perfect gentlemen and they're like they have these like upstanding but they're humans and like they like delete social po media posts about, you know, the bad shots or you yeah. know, a player getting an argument about with his caddy about a shot. Like yeah. that's all the stuff that's relatable. Yeah, that's what the kids want. Yes. FYI. That's the stuff that is makes it relatable. <laughs> but it's like they have these guys have to be like perfect gentlemen, yeah. perfectly like, you know, They've never said a, a swear word in their lives, even though like we all know they've been they're cursing under the breath yeah. the whole way. They're up. all dipping. Yeah, exactly. They're all dipping. It's like just just make them real. People love authentic, like flawed character, flawed flaws in humans is almost more endearing than yeah. the person that's perfect, like that never says anything. The robot, like people, it's that's what I mean. These this wave of TV series 
for the most part, these popular TV series, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, The Wire, all of them center around these endearing villains, like these these villains. You should hate these people. You should hate Walter White. You should hate Tony <laughs> he's Soprano. Bad if you They're think about horrible it. humans. Yeah, he's killing people. Yes, but they have this human side that you, that you fall in love with, like in that yeah. you root for. Good person doing bad things. Yeah, bad so, person doing good things. I'm not saying that the tour needs to like lean into like <laughs> all of like the skeletons in people's closet, but people having flaws is what makes things interesting. Yeah, all right, family. Here we go. We got a couple ad reads for you. First up, Mac Weldon. I will say, um, not only did Mac Weldon send me a pair of pants that I kind of in love with, but I also bought one of their shirts at the store the other day. I was like, dude, this shirt's it's a golf shirt. I don't know what it's made out of, but it kind of it's kind of interesting. I was like, this is awesome. It's also cool green color. Anyway, why is Mac Weldon so awesome? I'm telling you why. But anyway, they make socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, and active shorts. Man, Mac Weldon promises comfort and a consistent fit. You know, consistency is just what we're looking for. Uh, versatility. You're not just going to look great in Mac Weldon. Their underwear, socks, and shirts perform well, too. From working out, going out, and working, going on, working on a date. What? Well, <laughs> it's everyday life. Anyway, Mac Weldon offers a wide-ranging, very wide, customized fabrics that can keep up with you no matter what your day looks like. Might be amazing. Anyway, there's lots of words here. 18-hour silver air knit X, dry knit, warm knit. I don't know what any of that means, but it's under the fabric technology section. Look, folks. Uh, you get a guarantee with Mack Weldon. If you're not comfortable, uh, if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them, and uh, they'll be disgusting. And because you know, because you wore them already, they don't they don't want them back. They're saying that you can keep them, and they'll give you your money back. That's so. If you're really cheap, just <laughs> just go get a pair of Mack Weldon undies and tell them you don't like them. Uh, anyway, the um, what do I have to tell you guys? MackWeldon.com/slash Eric for twenty percent off. Win the gift giving season. It's a contest, ladies and gentlemen, and enter the promo code E-R-I-K, Mac Weldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com slash Eric. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's it. <clears throat> Mac Weldon, later, over and out. Next up, BetterHelp. BetterHelp, uh, here's the thing about BetterHelp is if you're trying to prevent yourself, don't prevent yourself from achieving your goals. Go. Goals are there to be broken. And so our records are made to be played. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional therapist. I'm a fan of therapy. Um, I've uh, I've been in therapy for a while, and and honestly, BetterHelp is a is a very cool thing where they can start communicating with you in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, so no drama, please. It's not self help, and it's professional counseling done securely. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally in many areas. For example, on the 12th hole, this service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor or a massage, depending on... No, you can't do that. Just a message. Anyway, log into your account anytime. Um, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And truth is, so do I. So go to BetterHelp.com slash Anders. 
better H-E-L-P, and join the one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors. So if you're not crazy, maybe they'll pay you. <laughs> BetterHelp.com slash Anders. Have a good week, folks. I don't say this very often, but I got into golf in December of 09. Do you know what happened around that time? December of 09. No. It, it was either 09 or 10. It was a month after Tiger got busted. Oh, yeah. And I honestly, legit, my takeaway was, eh, maybe golf's not that bad. Not that I like identify with adultery or anything that he was doing, but I just thought, oh, maybe these people aren't like as cookie cutter and perfect as I thought. Exactly. It's yeah. a weird it's a weird response and I I'm not going to hide it but that's really what I thought. I think that's a good point and I think that's where having like pros be different. Like yeah. all these players have different personality, different quirks. And I think like someone like Matt Wolf has a like drastically different sure. image and Harry I Higgs. Think, yeah, Harry Harry Higgs. Everyone loves he's, Harry Higgs. He's great. <laughs> like I love him. He makes me happy. He's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we interviewed him. I, I, he's such a funny dude. Was it good? Yeah, he was I gotta, good. I'll listen to it. Yeah, he, uh, he's a funny guy. Even so, Brooks, like he, he doesn't give it. Well, I exactly. mean, I'm, I'm a maybe moving out on Brooks, but for a while, I was like, this is cool. Yeah, Brooks is, Brooks is. I think he was extremely uninteresting. People all complained, like, oh, this guy's not interesting at all. And then he just started talking, speaking freely. <laughs> I think he got in trouble with the tour for some of the stuff he says, <laughs> which goes back to the point. Like, you know, like this is the thing. It's like other sports don't shy away from controversy with players. It. Well, they, they, they have to. They have to embrace it. Yeah. Like Damian Lillard, like calling out guys on mixtapes, like in, in <laughs> like, and then like they play each other in the playoff, like they they embrace it, like right. you know on the PGA Tour, they're like terrified. They will not put Brooks and uh, Bryson in the same group. No, it's like if that was the NBA, they would put them in the same group right away. Yeah, at, at the last group. Yeah, it'd <laughs> yeah. be like, okay, this is your featured pairing every single week the rest of the year, and we're gonna put an extra hot mic in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. That's so funny. We were actually listening to um, we we were uh, working out the other day. And we put the radio on in the in the hotel gym, and we and so for some reason it was like Dr. Dre came up, and it was an early Dr. Dre, and they were just like going through this like uh you know how all of the other rappers of the day could basically like die they were like i want to kill this person that person you know like you know just just incredibly negative talk and i was like what if golf had that like what if golf was just like i actually hate you and i'm going to you know what i mean but it's so polite so i think um if they played match play more yes. you'd get that yeah because the only time we see that like, I, do you remember the match play? It was like five years ago where Keegan Bradley and Miguel yeah, and Hell totally. Menace almost got in a totally. fight. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, still being talked about. Exactly. And then the Ryder Cup, things get chippy. Yes. So if they played match play more, it would be more one on one. These guys would get that. Now that more match play yeah. should happen. The problem, though, is Sunday. With a, one match on the course is a problem. They have to figure out how... I think they should do matches and they should play out the top 16. Right. Like every spot. Yeah. So then like on Sunday, there's eight matches. Yeah. Or they could shorten the matches on Sunday to add like more of an, another bracket on Sunday maybe. Something. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to get creative. Like you're, this is a lot of my complaints about the PGA Tour. Yeah. Well, is there not, are ways to be more creative than they're being? But all they have to do is lose right now. 
there's nothing they can gain from where they from where they think they're at. All they're going to do is lose. Why? Also, I think it's just too big of a risk. They they have no there's no incentive for them to think differently because I think people and sponsors are already there. It's already status quo. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? But now someone but if else, they try something different, they could have something way better. I mean, do people watch the match play events? That's the, maybe we don't even know. Maybe they don't. I think that the, of all the regular events, non-majors, that probably has as much casual interest as any other. I did really like what you talked about when there were the back-to-back events at Memorial, and they could have gotten creative there. Yeah, that that was. I thought that was a really good point on that when you when in your newsletter when you said that. I thought mm-hmm. like, it was a really good point. Like they feel like the same event. Well, that's the other thing. Like, why can't we? And when I go play golf by myself, I just usually just walk up to the tee closest to the next green. Like, I walk off the green to the next closest tee and just play, because like I'm just trying to get around. You're like Will Ferrell at the end of Wedding Crashers. You're just like I'm on some nothing. I'm on some (laughs) other thing. (laughs) But the whole why can't they just play way different tees every day? Like, why can't a 500-yard par 4 play the forward tee and be a 360-yard hole? And just totally shock them. Because yeah. they would all be like, whoa, like, what do I do now? I mean, they're they're playing for $8 million. Like, like make them work for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, don't I don't know where the tee's going to be that day. Like, <laughs> instead, they just walk to the same place every time. Like, they know exactly where it's going to be. Yeah. Why can't they get more creative and make holes different day to day? Like, yeah. why do we have to have the same thing all the time? Because people hate change. And right now, we've got a, a large group of people in golf especially hate change. I know. People do hate change. They really do. I think young people are more open to it, and they need it. But right now, it's just... I think in 10 years, it'll look very different. Yeah. yeah. And 10 years ago, it looked very different, right? Can you remember golf 10 years ago? Yeah. What was... I mean, there was no Instagram. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, no social media. There really. was Twitter, kind of. Just started. Yeah. But like, how did you absorb golf back then? 2010. I watched 2010, TV. 2010, the year Phil won the Masters. Yeah, I watched TV. There was no like, there was no like Masters app. Yeah, to... even like websites, you weren't like the magazines still existed. Yeah, like the magazines were still a big deal. I feel like then. Yeah. Right. You get the magazine, you open it up. I'll never forget that. Yeah. You didn't even play golf ten years ago. I just was getting started. I had no idea what was going on. Ten year anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> I went back to the Robert Trent Jones show. It was a big deal. <laughs> I actually went to the site of my first birdie. No way. The eighth hole at the Senator Course. It was crazy. We we couldn't really find the course. I have a photo of me holding four fingers up because I didn't know what happened. But I was playing with two older people. At the end of the hole, I I don't know. I made a four, and they said nice birdie, and I said, "What are you talking about?" They said, "It's a it's a par five. You made a four. and I was like, "Hey, really?" I I made a birdie and they're like, yeah. And like, See? I was like, take a photo of me. So I had this photo and we took it to all the people that worked at the Robert Trent Jones trail. I said, where was this photo taken? I don't remember. They're like, that looks like the Senator course. And it looks like someone said it was the 10th hole. And I was like, I thought it was the ninth hole. And apparently eight and 10 are par fives. We went around to all the holes and we basically placed it. And then I tried to, I tried to make another, <laughs> I tried Did to do it again. It? No. I, I'm I, terrible I now. I was hoping that you were going to suspend their cliffhanger. Oh, you so t- not tell you? Watch it. Nobody cares. They're going to, it's, it's, it's mildly entertaining. <laughs> the, uh, 
You probably made birdie because you didn't know you were making birdie. I had no idea what See, was happening. that's what I'm saying about the 90 thing. Yeah. If you just let go of the number. How, when was the last time you walked up to the tee box and said, is this a par five? You don't do that anymore because you've been playing golf long enough. I, yeah. I, you don't ask if it's a par five or not. Sometimes you know. in the middle of the hole, I'll ask. You, no way. Yeah. You you can't tell how far away the the flag is just by no you're not like you're not like there's no way this is a long par four. No, sometimes I'm like I don't know until really? I'm yeah. There's a whole study that there's this <laughs> loss aversion study that these guys did. Um, they were uh, professors at uh, Denver. I hope I hope I'm not screwing it up. It's okay. No one's gonna check. Um, Andrew Urbacheski and Ryan Elmore. They did this study on loss aversion in pro golf. I actually read this. You talked about this. People are more likely to make a par putt than a birdie putt of the same length. Yes. I read this. And and it's the same reason that you have like a, why traders remember their bad losses more than their big wins. So like humans are just naturally. So the idea in this, I don't think this would work for I'd the casual golfer. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think this would work for the casual golfer, but it works for like really good golfers. If you can just convince yourself that every par five is a par four, you'll score be- like one shot better around. That's interesting. Because you'll be like, ah, I have to make this. You, they play more aggressively, more aggressively, and then they make more putts because they're par putts, not birdie putts. Short par four. This is a long par three. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> That's yeah. so interesting. Exactly. So if you can somehow convince it, you do like a mind trick, so I, there's a course I play here on Mondays every Whoa. once in a while. It's par 73. Um, it's called the Old Elm. And uh, I know the super well, so he'll, he'll, I play it once or twice every year. And it's par 73, but it's a short par 73. So I convince myself that there's actually only one par 5 out there. And I play it as a par 69. And I play It's usually one of my best rounds of the year. All right. Mark my words. I'm going to go by next time. Maybe I'll, maybe next time I'm in L.A., I'll do it. Of course, I've played a bunch. Maybe Wilson. I mean, every hole I'm going to take a stroke off. First hole, par four. Second hole, par three. But it doesn't work, though, if no. it's like 440 par four, you're turning a par three. Okay. What I think I, it what has to, to be. It has to be like a legitimate. Like if you say, "Oh, this is a 500 yard par five. This is really a par four. Okay, so only do it on like five holes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it, it's. There's a a certain. You okay. Know, we'll 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 go. We'll debrief. Yeah. This could be good though. I'm I'm interested to hear what you do. Yeah, we'll see. I forgot what else. I something else I was gonna say, but I can't remember what it was. Denver loss aversion. Um. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it was something completely random. <sighs> Man, those are the worst when they just totally leave. Anything else? No. I feel like we're good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what, are the, what do people have to look forward to in your life? Um, I don't know. When are you releasing this? Are you releasing this this week or a couple I mean, we weeks? We could. We could. Depends. I don't know. We we just did this. We're doing a Ronamic video for this women's L, uh, PGA championship. Did you hang out with uh, Cameron down there? Mm-mm. Guess not. No. I, we met him in New Zealand. He's nice. One of the assistant pros. At Ronamic? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hang out with him. Cameron Small. Oh, actually, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good talk. I did. <laughs> no, I. He's uh, a sweet guy. Yeah, he awesome played golf dude. with him in New Zealand. He's a really he good stopped guy. In a, stopped in a cart, said hi to me. Yeah, he's a really good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, lefty. Really? He plays golf lefty. Plays golf lefty? Yeah. Does he write righty? You know, I didn't ask. I sh- that should be my immediate question, actually. Yeah. I should want to know that. I play hockey lefty. 
Nothing else. Not a lot of people even play hockey, so that doesn't make any sense that you would play hockey one way and golf the other. I might have been a pro golfer if I played golf lefty. I mean, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm, I feel like our second interview was great. I just, appreciate you uh, asking me to come on a second time. I appreciate really you coming good. out. I know you got a busy life. I know you just got home. Um, I don't know. Let's keep, let's keep talking. Sure. Let's go for a walk. All right. All right, everybody. Have a great week, and uh, make sure you check out the fried egg. Check out the newsletter. Go to the fried egg. Is it thefriedegg.com? Yeah, we got thefriedegg.com. How much did it cost? You did pay 30, for it. 30 bucks, 30 bucks. That's it? Yeah, they, they tried to hold us over a barrel. They tried to <laughs> say it was like 10 grand. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, they tried to charge us like 10 grand. Who had it? Eh, some domain squatter. You know what? Whenever you want a work. domain, the first number is 10 grand. Yeah. They just We wanted rgc.com. They said 10 grand and we were like, "No, never." Yeah. So then my uh my my cousin who's really sharp, he set a reminder for when it expired. He bought it at auction for 30 bucks. No way. There's a reminder. The guy who owns rgc.com, it's a golf course in Toronto. Really? Riverside Golf Course. And I was like, I called him and I said, "How many people go on your site a day?" And he's like, "I don't know, 20." And I was like, "You should trade them." I said, "We talked about it. We need to follow up." It's not the highest on our list of priorities. I don't think people really care. Everyone's clicking links anyway. That would be a great video, though. We went we Just went to Riverside Golf Course to get the domain we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so here's your video. Here's your fucking vlog. <laughs> you could, oh, you should it. play a match against the guy for <laughs> the domain. <laughs> <laughs> for for the uh, for the the three letter domain is valuable. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah. I I should try and get tfe dot com. TFE should be a thing. The TFE club. It's like the VIP fried egg. What do you have to do to become a VIP fried egg member? We don't have one. You don't right have now. that. What what are the what is the offerings that you have? You have merch. You have B Dratty, Billy Dratty. We've got merchandise. B Dratty <laughs> and non. We've got newsletter. Do you have Holderness and Bourne? No. No. They would be right up your alley. I like Holderness and Bourne. I'm sure you do. They're great guys. It's a bit out of my price range. They started right around when I started. Really? Uh, Yeah. They're good dudes. It's high quality. Yeah. Um, uh, We've got events, hopefully next year. That'll be exciting. I want to come. Yeah. You can come to Boomerang. What's that mean? That's the one at Soul Park. Oh. Why is it called Boomerang? Because we we call it the Boomerang. Because they got Boomerang Green. <laughs> right? Uh the first par five? Uh it's the what hole is that? The boomerang green. God, I can't. It's May the first par fifth, five. Yeah, yeah. It's the it sh- it's the short par five yeah, down the hill, yeah. It is. Um and I, then I, uh I eagled down. Just uh, you didn't ask, but I just thought I'd tell you. I think I hit it over it. I might have made <laughs> it's like too a short. bogey. It's a par four, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, the boomer but uh yeah, hopefully events. Okay. We got I don't know what else we have. Go to thefriedegg.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You won't regret it. We got golf architecture 101. Do, do people regret signing up for the newsletter? Some people do. do they, <laughs> what's what's the uh what's the criticism you get from newsletter signups? I mean, <laughs> We get, I get emails to back. Tens people, of thousands of people. Yeah. And you must get some negative feedback. What is yeah, it? Yeah. We get, I mean, if there's anything political in it, we get negative <laughs> feedback. Um, if, uh, what gets political in the, in the newsletter? Like if Trump played golf or something? I don't know. You, I can't. You're like, I can't. I, can't. I don't even want to go. That back must stress down you that. out, man. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. No, it, it, I mean, I'm very clear. If on you where say I am. Black Lives Matter, you get, you know, 
people that send you emails back like you know blue lives and white lives matter too and you're like oh, that's not the point of black lives matter like yeah um but uh yeah so blue lives matter that's a reference to avatar or what is that i i mean if you it, I wrote some. We wrote something about women's golf, and we had this guy email us about how women's golf is nothing compared to men's golf. And we'll, oh. I'm like, well, actually, like you know, women's golf's pretty damn good. You yeah. Know? You wrote I, back. You responded individually. I respond individually to crazy people sometimes. <laughs> Why? Well, there's these peop- people sometimes get really upset. What I've noticed is when people get really upset, if you reply with a kind, thoughtful reply. They usually are like, you know what? You're right. I got you. I, w- I overreacted. But, you know, <laughs> like I still believe in my point. I say, that's fine. Right. You know, I don't always reply. Sometimes right. I reply. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. That's if I good. haven't gotten a lot of sleep, I'll reply. Oh, yeah. really? It's just, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's great, man. I've been ignoring more stuff, though. Well, your life's getting busier. You know, yeah, you have family things going on. I don't on. do exciting. the social media stuff because I'm just not on social media as yeah. much. Good for you. I, I look know. forward to the day where I can just. It sucks. Not, not it's it's hard. It doesn't suck. It's it just, doesn't suck. It it doesn't suck. It just sucks sometimes when it's your primary work experience. It's fun when it's like, oh, I like looking at these things. These are my family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, and social media is awesome yeah. because like you and me both like have been allowed to do what we love because of it. Yeah, like without it, social media, there'd be it's nobody would be able to find us. Yeah, it's our it's our uh, news newsroom on the corner. It's our what 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 is it, what is it called when you magazine stand? Magazine. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. Yeah. You and I, you know, we we see things the same way. Ham and egg. <laughs> Ham and egg. <laughs> All right, thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. All right, folks, another quick couple ads to come at you here. One first one here from Features. You've heard me talk about it before, but the thing is, believe it or not, the holidays are almost here. It's been a strange few months, so why not give friends and family the gift that puts the jingle back in their bingle step? Anyway, for 20 years, Features has been solely, (laughs) pun intended, anyway, focused on delivering unsurpassed performance socks. A great pair of socks can be the perfect holiday gift for anyone on your list. Ideally, they have to have feet, unless they're doing sock puppets, folks, in which case they need to have hands. So anyway, with features, every pair feels like a custom fit. Wow, how does wearing features compare? Dude, features are, like I've already said, they're like a burrito. Not just a regular burrito, but a tightly wrapped California burrito for your feetos. Anyway, I do notice additional support, mostly emotional. And uh, it does have a difference during my golf game because I feel clean and smooth. Here's the thing. I'll sometimes change socks twice a day. Look, that's a fact. I got to sometimes just try them, you know, just feel them out. And uh, features, you don't need to do that. You just wear one pair for the rest of your life. Just kidding. That's not in the ad copy. Anyway, the cushion feels good because I got like, who doesn't like a little cushion? It's like a little pillow for your foot. Anyway, um, the main thing is that runners around the world have loved features for years, but they're not just for runners anymore. They're for golfers, elite golfers. Anyway, they give you what you want, which is an edge on the links, meticulously engineered to keep the feet cool, dry, and comfy, drive after drive, and putt after putt. 
Zone-specific compression. I don't even know what that is, but anyway, it's targeted for support with no slipping, bunching, or sliding. Uh, so check them out. All right, at features.com. Get 10 bucks off your first pair. Use my code Eric, E-R-I-K-F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com, promo code Eric. $10 off that first pair, and check them out because the old family business, Hugh, John, and Joe got a little present for you for your feet and for anyone in your life. Their mission is to create quality products that help you achieve your personal best. So check them out over there at Features.